Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right. Welcome in. Welcome in to Footnotes. I am George Faust in for Kevin Foote today. All week long, we've been doing it. Uh, I guess it's only it's only Tuesday, right? Is that is that correct? Tuesday. So uh, every all day, all morning so far, I felt like it was Wednesday for some reason, but it's only Tuesday. So if you're like me and you, you're kind of thinking you're a day ahead, uh, just remember today is Tuesday, and uh, it is Tuesday, June fourteenth. I just looked on my phone. the 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 phone doesn't let you down. Man, what did we do before phones like this? Like, I, I, Hannah, I don't know. Do, have you uh, ever lived without a phone? Like, I, I like, I mean, as a, as a an adult. Um, as an adult, no. Like, when did you get your first phone? When I was nine, because I was when doing you were nine. Yeah, I was wow. doing a cheer, and we had a camp that was like three mm. states away. So my ninth birthday was a phone. Gotcha. Okay. So there was a purpose to that. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. I didn't get a phone, a, a, a cell phone of any kind until 2005, four. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a cell. Oh no. Well, I lie. 2002. That's when I got my first cell phone. That no, no lie. And, and, like now I can't imagine my life without them. It's amazing. No, how, it's very difficult because it's got everything on there. It's like, it's like, so it's like carrying around. There was, there were these computers back in the eighties called the TRS 80. It was a TRS 80. It was a, it was a big, I mean, it was massive thing. We had one in our house. My dad had it and we could play like this football game on it. And it was like stick figures. It was like four stick figures or five stick figures three guys in the on the line and then uh, a quarterback a running back and 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 the running back would go out and you could throw this ball and it you it, it didn't it looked like nothing it looked like it was, it was it would blink it was just a blinking square a little small square and you'd throw it you'd hit the button and it would pat it would do 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 and it go in between it hit the guy if you completed it the guy's stick belly would start blinking and you kept running. It was it was the most. Uh, I used to beat the beat my brother at that game all the time. And he go, "You're cheating because you cheating because you always play it." I'm like, "Man, that sounds like my kids right now. They're playing Madden or whatever." But like now, you can get all kinds of games. It's all everything's on your phone. Anyway, so it's just amazing that that <laughs> the technology is crazy, right? So yeah, and so anyway. All of that to say it's Tuesday, June, <laughs> June 14th. <laughs> but it just sent me down a rabbit hole there because it's it's just bizarre that, like, nine years old, you had your first phone. I, I didn't touch a phone like that until I was into my 20s. And I, I never thought of getting one. I mean, I, I, I'd be honest with you, I don't know that I'd have social media if I didn't, if I wasn't in this business, you know, if I wasn't in broadcasting <laughs> in the in, in the industry, so uh, that's that's the only reason I have it. Um, I'd be perfectly fine without it. Uh, 
All right, so on today's show, we got we got a lot to talk about this Tuesday, um, June fourteenth. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, we we've been discussing yesterday. I kind of threw a few out there of the heartbreaking college football losses, and we'll get your take on that if you'd like to talk about it. I, I've uh, done a little bit more thinking. Kevin gave me some homework, and uh, it, back in the day, uh, a couple weeks ago, and and when he was talking to me about this and. And so I, I've I've kind of done a little bit uh, more more research, so to speak. On there's some really cool ones, and some of them aren't even like uh, actual games of heartbreaking college football losses. Uh, some some are just involve the coaches. I I can tell you right now uh, for for Ole Miss fans when Tommy Tuberville, I was at the press conference when Tommy Tuberville said, "I'm not going to Auburn." There's no way we're, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm dedicated to the people here in Oxford, blah, 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 blah. And then 10 o'clock the next morning, he's being introduced on the planes at Auburn uh, after getting his uh, rear end handed to him in the Egg Bowl the night before. It, it, it was it was definitely a heartbreaking loss. So coaching changes and, and how that happens can be just as heartbreaking uh, as, a, as a contest. And, and one of them that sticks out at the top of my head is is obviously uh, Lane Kiffin leaving Tennessee and couldn't happen to a nicer s- school at the moment because it seems like everybody's jumping on Tennessee. They they, they play with a bravado uh, and uh, you know if you do it, 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 there's there's two different styles right you know you can you can be brash and and and. If you're if you're respectful and brash and good, then people people will forgive the brashness. If you're jerks and you continue to you know flaunt it in, in a in a a way that's kind of just annoying, like and just like yeah, we're better than you and we know it. Yeah, that's one thing. But we're better than you. We know it, and we're going to tell you about it every single minute that we're in your presence there's a difference between being cocky and being confident and uh it's funny because you know a lot of people view lane kiffin as that kind of cocky little brash little guy you know that that's kind of his thing he's just i think he's just funny now that he's on my team you know he's my coach he's the coach of my alma mater i'm i think it's kind of funny how he kind of like throws those little tweets out and you know and I think it's all in good fun I think the guy's got a a good football mind and uh, I I ain't gonna lie when he got hired I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know exactly what would what would transpire Um, but it it seemed to work out but for Tennessee they still hold a grudge like I really uh, to be honest with you the way Ole Miss fans held a grudge against Tommy Tuberville and then Tuberville goes and has an undefeated season with Auburn and uh, I think a lot of Rebel fans felt like you know uh, a little jaded with regards to that so that that could be a heartbreaking college football loss if you have one like that Uh, there's nothing wrong with that Um, there's there's a ton of games that you could talk about, uh, no no time limit on these in the era of these games. Uh, there's a couple of big LSU contests that we can discuss as well. Uh, if you if you would like to talk about the, some football heartbreaking losses, and they're both in LSU's favor. I, these two games that I have on my list here are both LSU wins. Um, 
and then so there's there's a bunch of different uh if you can remember if the cajuns if you can think of one i didn't i didn't really follow the cajuns as a young kid uh i was more i, I went to a lot of Tulane games i went to some lsu games but i was right there in, in new orleans so i was able to uh, it was real easy for me to me and my buddies to grab a ticket to a Tulane game and go watch Mark Zeno and uh, Terrence Jones sling the ball around uh, for for the Tulane Green Wave, and uh, that was some. They, they were some competitive teams back then. They just didn't play uh, on the level of LSU at that time, and uh, so yeah. So I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, interesting football games. I think. Uh, one of the one of the closest games I ever saw was was LSU and uh, and Ole Miss, and I'm standing on the sidelines of this game. And Herb Tyler's the quarterback for the Tigers, and uh, man, that game that it went into overtime, and uh, it just it was. I think they had that new overtime rule, so and it just started that kind of that that era, and. Wow, that, that was that was a back and forth affair, and I I, I really can't think of uh, who who is uh, who was the um, the victor in that contest. I just remember it going back and forth, and Herb Tyler played like out of his mind that game, and it was a it was a, a very very cool contest. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Martin's on the line. Martin, what's up? Good morning, man. I just wanted to share a couple of my heartbreaking losses, even though you up. Uh... You mentioned one that was on my list. Me being an Alabama fan, that was the uh, the uh, the kick return for, yeah, for kick a six. touchdown. I mean, all we, all we had to do was just 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 squib the kick, man. I mean, <laughs> but that was heartbreaking, you know. Absolutely, uh, and I mean, it completely turned the tide of uh, of the, the season that year. You know, it was definitely one of those uh, one of those iconic moments in college football. Right. I mean, anytime uh, my tide loses to those uh, stink face uh, Auburn Tigers, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a hard loss, man. But uh, also, I'm also a, ra- a raging Cajun fan, and uh, even I, I, I'm gonna mention one game that didn't even take place that was supposed to take place. And that was a couple of years ago when the Cajuns were supposed to play Coastal Carolina, but. Uh, Coastal chickened out and didn't uh, end up playing. I think it was the SEC championship game or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Sun Belt. I knew what you meant. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. I mean, because they knew uh, good and well that UL was going to beat them that time around. So what did they do? Oh, we're not going to play them. Okay. So, I mean, UL could have got into a better bowl game if they would have beat them, but that kind of was one of them. And I speak on behalf of one of my, my buddies. He's a diehard Georgia Bulldogs fan, so I know uh, the Devontae Smith catch uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Alabama uh, was a heartbreaking loss for them Georgia dogs, bull much like I call them. But, uh, but yeah, um, I just want to share those couple of them uh, with you, and uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Thank you, Martin. Appreciate the call. Good morning to you. Uh, yep. And if you guys want to be a part of the show, just 337 706 0111 is the number to call. Of course, we'll talk about this throughout the show. You can bring it up and uh, as we period- periodically go through uh, the show today and all week long. So we have a, we have a time to talk about it. Uh, the Cajuns game, that the Coastal Carolina, and that was that was a heartbreaking loss. That co- Coastal game because I think the Cajuns had the lead, if I remember correctly. I, I'm so horrible. I've seen so many football games and the game, they all kind of run together. But I I, I 
If I, I my mind does not work like Kevin's, that's for sure. Because I remember games, but I don't remember exactly the specifics of exactly what happened. I do remember certain moments in games, but final scores and and, and I know final scores, but like how they got to that point, I it's it's sometimes gets cloudy. I do remember like Coastal kicked a game winning field goal at the end of that contest, and so. It was definitely at the time. I didn't know. You don't really realize that that game was going to have the implications it was going to have. Uh, it just was. Oh man, they lost to Coastal, and you don't know, know. Like I guess a lot of fans maybe maybe they did. Maybe, I didn't realize the the implication of of how good Coastal was going to be the rest of the year. Uh, because I guess when when we look at the we as Cajun fans when we look at the 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 other side the other bracket the East uh, we think uh, obviously Appalachian State is always was always in the forefront and as a Coastal hadn't kind of pushed their way to the top yet and and I guess that game right there kind of announced their presence with authority as uh Nuke Lelouch would say in Bull Durham. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that that game allowed, gave them a lot of confidence. And I, I, I don't think Martin's wrong on this point. I don't think, I, I think they were, they got scared and didn't want to play that championship game despite, I mean, and they used COVID as a little bit of a crutch. That's just my personal opinion. I really do believe that, that that they could have played that game, figured out a way to play that game. The part part of the problem was, I think, is that they were going to lose some of their players because they had been exposed to to that to to COVID. So, uh, I, so they didn't want to play because they knew they'd be down a few, and the Cajuns would have a distinct advantage. Because let me tell you something, uh, something that UL did very well during that whole time, from all the aspects of all the sports. Was they actually took care of their 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 athletes and and did a good job? I mean, obviously it infected a few, and and, and they had to deal with it. But they, I mean, the football team was. I mean, Coach Napier back then was talking about you know controlling what you can control. Do your th- make sure you're where you need to be so that you're not jeopardizing the team's ability to win a championship. And uh, that, they did a phenomenal job of that all across the board. Every coach on the on the uh, staff of the university did a phenomenal job of kind of uh, making sure their team understood the importance of staying healthy uh, with regards to that. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. You got some heartbreaking college football losses. We've got time to discuss those. I have my list right here. Uh, I, if, uh, if something comes up, we'll, uh, we'll uh, discuss it and move forward. And we, we, well, before we take a break, let's hit the phone lines. Let's, let's go to Matt uh, on the uh, game hotline. Matt, what's up? Good morning, bud. Hey, I'm one of those strange anomalies that was born and raised in Lafayette, went to USL, but was also an LSU fan growing up. So okay. All right. I've had my share of heartbreaking wins and losses. Um, and I, I've sat so many times in Tiger Stadium when, when LSU could be a 20-point favorite and Ole Miss or Arkansas comes in and just stomps a hole in them. Uh, I've seen Tulane beat LSU, so that doesn't even phase me. This goes back uh, to, to the Cajun days back, I want to say it was the early 80s, when Oklahoma State came to Cajun Field, and we had Oklahoma State against the Ropes, hmm. this is Thurman Thomas and company. I mean, this was a okay. top-ranked team, um, and we had them against the Ropes, and just a last-minute touchdown, and it, that's probably the one that sticks out 
that that just really affected me for a long time. I'm like, man, we had these guys beat, and it just didn't quite happen. In fact, I think that was probably the best game overall that USL at the time sure. had ever played. And even, I mean, just against a, a team of that caliber. Now, going there, it was a couple of years ago that was at Iowa State that, that we beat on the road. Correct. That was an awesome win. To me, that was a huge, to me, that's bigger than the A&M win. I know a lot of Cajun fans hang their hat on, oh, we beat A&M. A&M was garbage. <laughs> UL had two future all-pro players on the team, and A&M was absolute garbage. And it's a win. I know it was a top win. It was like the biggest win ever. But to me, the best game they ever played was against Oklahoma State. Well, and you could you could say that the A and M win was the best home win against you know uh, the the biggest home win. That's but, the biggest name. It's, I get it's the biggest name they've ever beaten, right. but. I mean, A and M was on their way out of the Southwest Conference. They were, they were just, they right, were bad. I understand. They were not a good team. So, yeah, I understand you know. what you're saying. Definitely, Iowa State was de- so. And your and your reasoning, and I, I, I tend to agree that Iowa State was a is a was a much better team two years ago. When, when when as opposed to when A and M came into uh, Cajun Field, uh, I, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, Iowa State was picked to win the Big Twelve that year. You know, they they were they were you know, their quarterback was supposed to to be this Heisman Trophy uh, uh, candidate. And, yeah, absolutely. I I, I, I can see that. I didn't – would you say – I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I thought that, that was a huge win. I mean, that, to me, that's, that's a much bigger win than beating A&M. Well, it, and because of the era you're in now. So you beat a team like Iowa State like that – and, and on the uh, on the road, and you get noticed, right? And uh, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I see what you're saying there, Matt. Thanks for the call. Got to take the break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more uh, heartbreaking college football losses and uh, and a whole lot of other stuff. I'll, I'll set up the show. We're going to talk some baseball with the Astros. Uh, Michael Schwab coming up uh, in just a bit, uh, and we'll be back right here on Footnotes on 103.7 The Game Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU. Tigers and Houston Astros. Here on Footnotes, you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear, but you will hear what you need. And of course, I got all these, oh, you're an idiot. And, you know, what kind of safe fan are you? Look, I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen, what more than likely is going to happen. Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back to footnotes. George Faust in for Kevin. Live Astros baseball. The Houston Astros be looking to get back on track tonight. At the Texas Rangers, first pitch set for 7.05. You can listen to all the exciting action live here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, let's uh, let's talk some Astros baseball. What do you say with uh, Michael Schwab from Juice Box and, um, and just kind of get a take on where they're at this uh, at, at this point in the year? Uh, Michael, thanks so much for joining us. I'm George Faust. I'm in for Kevin today. Uh, how's your morning going? Hey, George. I'm doing great. Trying to survive this Houston heat, but um, 
I guess that's what that's what a good cold beer is for, right? That's exactly right. Just kind of kick back and uh, <laughs> and relax. And, and so when we look at when we look at where the Astros are right now, thirty seven twenty four on the year right now. Uh, they lost last night. Uh, I was kind of keeping tabs on the score uh, as I was kind of uh, I, I do sports here uh, uh, on a local uh, on the local TV station, one of the local TV stations mm-hmm. here. So I, I was trying to keep tabs on it, uh, and and just obviously they had a lead and lost it. What happened last night, uh, per se, to, to, for them to drop that game? Honestly, I think last night is just one of those fluke games. I mean, pitching was doing pretty decent. Uh, but, you know, there are weird things that happened. Number one, you had Jordan's two-run homer that was stolen by Garcia. And that was right on the line, too. So, mm. you know, it, that could have gone either way. But that would have tied up the game in the end. But in the, uh, Rangers ended up winning by two runs. But, you know, I, I thought that Javier looked pretty decent. He ended up uh, ended up in the seventh going out there because, you know, Dusty wanted to see if he can go one more, but he ended up walking a player who ended up scoring. So that was kind of the tough thing is that the pitching that's been one of their strengths this year didn't really pull it through against a team like the Rangers who are so lowly. Now, the hitting – is needing to pick up more outside of Jordan. And outside of that, you know, players are getting on base. Uh, they're, they're getting some situational hitting, but they're really relying on Jordan to, to drive the ball in. So they're going to need to do something. And last night just showed you kind of some of those issues of leaving runners on base, you know, getting anyone with runners in scoring position. So they're really going to have to fix that aspect of it and not just rely solely on the pitching that's been so strong. I mean, they're ranked some of the best right now as well. Right, exactly. It, it, Verlander's been been out pretty good his last uh, few outings, and then uh, talking about hitting. I mean, uh, yeah, what Bregman went what zero for three last night, and uh, he's at two twenty two. That that's kind of that that doesn't seem pretty uh, Bregman like, right? I mean, that, he's he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, so he is struggling, and and that's kind of the tough thing about it. Here's what's so strange. He is not hitting like he used to, but he's getting on base. Hmm. Uh, I think previous to this game or the game before, he had 14 games in a row where he got on base. I mean, it's it's unbelievable streak. <laughs> right. Now that's walks, that's hit by pitch, that's sometimes getting a hit. Um, but he's just not he's not driving the ball where he wants to. Now here's what's the craziest stat that I saw: he leads the team in fly ball percentage. So he is getting the hit. He is hitting the ball. He also is first or second on the team in um, balls in play. So, he, you know, he's not striking out. He sees the ball. He's walking. But Jeff Bagwell, who was on the, on the um, broadcast a couple of days ago, said that he thinks that Bregman should be more aggressive. And I think that could be the thing. I think he's worried about striking out. I think he's worried about maybe pulling it too much to, to get it a homer. But really, he just needs to go kind of each row on this and just get the hit. Just get it get it somewhere in the field, get some bloops, get on base, maybe start bunting. I don't know. But, you know, I think people are frustrated because they see him. He's going to make 30 mil soon next year. He's in the three hole. He should be driving and runs, right? Well, he'll get there. He will get there. It's just, I think it's mechanics. I think it's getting his, his, uh, you know, getting his swing right. And, And I'll tell you this just from sources that I know for a fact that Bregman is working on it. So he's not worried about horse racing. He's not worried about the new baby or salsa. He's worried about his, his swing. 
and he's working on it every single day. It's just baseball, as you know, is a crazy game. Yeah, sometimes it really the ball, is. The ball falls, sometimes it doesn't. I, I mean, when you can when you can lose a game and not give up a hit, you know, things like that can happen in that sport. You know, it's it's amazing. Exactly. For <laughs> uh, Cincinnati, right? Exactly. That happened earlier this year. Uh, with, Talk about that. Uh, the Texas is there. Is there a, a rivalry with the with the Rangers? I mean, it seems like that that's a natural rivalry, right? I mean, that, that's that's just one of those. Hey, you know, we don't like you. You don't like us. We're in the same state. We're gonna we're, we're gonna rival up here. I think there's so many parts of the Rangers kind of um, rivalry that that's kind of unsaid, but it's there for sure. I mean. You know, you look at their park that looks literally like Minute Maid Park. Minute Maid Park. <laughs> you know, they, they put in they've put in uh, you know turf that is, is really tough on the Astros players as well. It's like I think it messed up Jordan's knee last mm. year or something before that. And um, you know, they're just kind of I would just describe them as just the annoying younger brother. There you go. You yeah. know, it's they're kind of in the Texas family, but they're you know if you can remember all the way back. 2017 when Harvey hit and, you know, Astros were asking if they could go on mutual ground or something like that, yeah. uh, maybe come play the series in Houston. And Ranger said, nope, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to go to a, we're going to go to Tampa instead. And so I think that there's just part of the Rangers that have this just sense of themselves where they're just the lowly worst team in Texas. And they just keep <laughs> trying to fight out of a you know, paper sack, and the Astros are just like, hey, we're just here. Yeah. And so then, you know, when you get hit in the jaw, you're going to punch back. And so I think it's one of those things. They're just fighting over, like, little silly things where the Astros are just trying to win it, and Rangers are just being the annoying little brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and doing a good job of it because the Astros have been so successful over the past, uh, what, a uh, few years here. Uh, and, and and a lot of fun Absolutely. to watch. A lot of fun to watch the Astros at this point. So uh, just a little background on me so, so that you know. I I grew up in New Orleans. We didn't have a baseball team. There were three teams that were on TV when I was younger. Uh, it was the Braves, the Cubs, and the Astros. So those are the only three teams I mm-hmm. ever grew up watching. Uh, I became a huge Cubs fan just because I loved Ryan Sandberg and, and the ability to watch him every day. You know, I get home from school, I'd watch him. So uh, for me, uh, watching the Astros, I had a lot of family in Houston, so I always kind of did watch them. Uh, but I, I never became a, a like a, a bigger fan of the Astros until. Uh, I kind of start. I worked in Lake Charles for a little while. That's a big Astros, uh, you know, family over there. Uh, Lafayette has a lot of Laf- uh, Astros fans, and so now I've kind of kind of picked up a little. And I'm curious to 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 know like where your love for the game. Uh, where does that come from? And 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 how do you um, how do you view your job? Because obviously you get to cover baseball, and, and I guess that's. That's, that's not a bad way to make a living, right? Well, I'll, I actually will tell you this. This is, you know, this, what I'm doing with Juicebox Journal, is just something I do on the side. Oh, nice. Out of my passion. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I, don't, I sadly don't make a dime on it. I'd like to. But, um, <laughs> you know, I put, I put my, my full kind of attention on the side into covering this team and getting news to fans on Twitter and through my newsletter because I love this team so much. And, you know, I think where you asked me where it started from, uh, I'm born and raised in Houston. I love every Houston sports team. I've loved this team from the Killer Bees 
and all the way before the Bagwell Biggio years. Got to go see them play in the Dome. And I, I, I would say a lot of this comes from my uncle, mm. who is probably one of the biggest Astros Houston sports fans I've known. And he took us to games. He told us everything about it. He witnessed all the craziest things. One of his claims the same is that he went to the only one postponed game at Astrodome because of rain, hmm. which is hilarious because right. it's a dome. It's closed. But yeah. the flooding was so <laughs> – exactly. So it was the one game that they didn't play there. So being around that by osmosis helped me. 04 and 05 is really what my fandom really pushed big in those World Series yeah, sure, and sure. all that. And then – and then I was cursed because I loved him so much, but I had to watch him through the 2010 to 2014 years of just disaster. But, you know, you know, watching that and seeing them build up and seeing them have a plan and to get to the point where they are now has been so fun. You know, I was just looking at the projections on fan graphs, and they have the best chance to win the World Series right now. Right. They have the best chance to <laughs> win the LSCS. You know, the ALCS. So I, I think this team is so fun. How can you not watch them? How can you not love them? And I see a lot of new fans, which I'm all about. You know, I, I don't care about people being bandwagoners because I want everyone to love this team. And it's so fun to be able to talk to Louisiana people who love this team because it's more than just a city. It's a, it's a it's a fandom that reaches across the globe. Right. It's a region and, and, a, and a, yeah, it, it, it's Astro Nation. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I, so let's get one of my favorite players to watch is Jose Altuve, just because of the way he, he plays the game and, and his attitude seems to be, you know, I love this as well. You know, I, he plays the game with passion and, and, and so I was just kind of talk a little bit about him and, and what you're seeing from him at, at the moment. Well, I think Altuve is just going to go down as one of the greatest or not if the greatest Astro ever. Um, and, and of course, there's some recency bias with that. But I mean, we're talking about a five foot six, maybe shorter guy who, you know, was looked at in Venezuela. And what happened was that when the Astros scouted him, he just came to this scouting game uh, or the scouting complex, and you know they looked at him and they said no. And he came back the next day, and then they're like, "You know what? We need to look at this guy." Hmm. And they brought him in, and he played with his heart out at that moment. Young, he was just signed as an international free agent. He was making four. They signed fourteen thousand hmm. dollars. Well, it turns out he is making what I think close to thirty million now. And he doesn't act like it. He still acts like the guy from Venezuela who plays his heart out no matter what. Nothing gets to him, and he has huge moments that define this team. I think everything is, that matters for this team to win matters how Jose is doing. And I can't get the stats right now exactly, but since he's come back from his hamstring injury, mm-hmm. uh, I believe the team is like 27 and <laughs> like 10. Wow. Um, I mean, he's hitting out of his mind. He's getting on base. His home runs are coming back. It energizes the whole team. And I think what's so great about Jose is his leadership is not a vocal leadership. It's just that him being there and playing out of his mind. And the guys love him, too. The fans, of course, love him. And the hate for him is so funny because I think (laughs) these these phantoms don't understand why they hate him. They just want to like be mad at him. They want to, you know, the cheating scandal. They think it's him, but he didn't even have any part of it. But because of his aura, and people don't like to see people succeed so well, especially the little guy. 
I think he's going to keep going out and playing, and he's going to keep going, doing well. Um, and so, I, I, you know, from a stat standpoint, he's doing great. He's on par. He's going to do exceptionally well. He's doing great fielding as well. Uh, so he's the leader of this team, and, you know, it'll be fun to see him in the playoffs as always because that's where he really turns it on. Michael Schwab, thanks so much for the time. Really do appreciate you, and uh, good talking to you. And uh, I'm sure Kevin looks forward to chatting it up with you uh, in the future. I don't know any bigger Astros fan in this area than Kevin Foote. So uh, when when oh, you get great. a chance when you get a chance to talk to him, you will you will thoroughly enjoy it. No doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, George. It was good talking to you, and I'll see you all next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. That's Michael Schwab from the Juice Box, uh, and he uh, did a great job there talking. Uh, I mean, look, I, I was really curious about the uh, the, the Rangers-Astros rivalry because, you know, the Rangers for a little bit were pretty good and got to the World Series a couple times under Ron uh, Washington uh, and uh, – and the Astros are now seeing their heyday. So, um, uh, yeah, good stuff there from Michael Schwab. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more footnotes after this. Don't go away. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 14, 1966. In a Florida State League contest, Miami defeats St. Petersburg 4-3 in a game that lasts 29 innings. It is the longest uninterrupted game in organized baseball history. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back into the game. I'm trying to tweet something out real quick. Um, so y'all bear with me. I want uh, Y'all can go check it out, see what I look like today. I look pretty good if I do say so myself. I'm just saying, you know. My, my, my Twitter handle is at GeorgeFaust10. You can go check me out. At Game underscore Louisiana is also where you can find some cool stuff. Because um, that's, our, that's our Twitter handle here. Um yeah, so cool. I, I just was uh, letting people know what's up on the show. I uh, I had the um, obviously we we got off to a fast start, and uh, sometimes that's it's it's like a it's like driving a, a, or being on a roller coaster. You get in, you get in, you sit down, and they say buckle your seatbelts. And right after you buckle your seatbelt, boom, you take off, and you're like, whoa! I didn't get a chance to get settled. I didn't scooch over to the left or right or whatever I wanted to do. So uh, as we we roll here on, uh, we're what, 43 minutes, uh, you know, into the into the show. But uh, and we've already had some some great content. Uh, we've talked college football heartbreaks. Uh, we've got we we can still talk about that. Seven zero six zero one 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 is the number to call. We had some good calls on that. The kick six was brought up from Bama and Auburn. Uh, the Cajuns in the eighties took on Oklahoma State. Thurman Thomas and company, Oklahoma State, uh, and uh, that was a heartbreaking loss for the Cajuns because they had it in their in their grasp. The W was in their grasps, and then obviously A and M uh, was brought up. Iowa State 
uh, the contest that the Cajuns won against Iowa State a couple years back. Uh, some heartbreaking losses. So, and then we talked with that Astros. Michael Sch- uh, talked about the Astros with Michael Schwab from Juicebox, uh, and he uh, he just discussed uh, a whole plethora of things. What's going on with the Astros? They they're four and six in their last 10, 37 and twenty four overall. They lost to Texas last night, and 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 a game that they probably sh- should have and could have won. Uh, uh, they just need a little bit more production uh, from the plate uh, at the plate from from some other guys other than Jordan, and uh, so that's that's kind of what uh, what Michael was talking about, and and then uh, just kind of had a good little chat with him. I, I think that was the first time he's been on. Is that right, Hannah? Uh, the first time he's been on the show, and then uh, Kevin's gonna I think make that a weekly thing. So. Uh, uh, you'll guy, you guys will be hearing more more from him uh, with Kevin and and Kevin's such a passionate fan, sports fan in general. So you'll be able to, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a lot more uh, from Kevin out of that. Uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll throw in some some uh, of his Kevin isms uh, as they as they roll on. But uh, so that's that's what's happened already in the show. Coming up uh, in in the re- for the rest of the show, we're going to talk some more high school football. It's been uh, fun to talk high school football with these coaches. You can uh, do it. You can get a lot of uh, a lot of schools in in a very short amount of time. And uh, and and today we're going to talk with uh, Northside's head football coach John Simmons. Uh, he, he's got some seven on sevens going on there working at. Uh, but uh, he said he'd step away and chat with us for a little bit. So we appreciate that. Uh, they just hired Jacardi Carter. Uh, and uh, he he's a he's a young man who uh, coached LCA to four state championships, and now he's on the Northside staff. Obviously, uh, Jacardi is also a, a Northside Viking, so uh, going back to his alma mater. So a good good piece of uh, uh, you know t- a good talking point there for uh, for high school football, and we'll get their take on this select. Not I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by the select non-select thing and how it affects things uh, because it, it, it's the closest thing to bringing the bringing the schools back together as a as a one kind of classification in each uh, you know attendance like 5a 4a 4a 3a 2a all that coming back together not having non-select and division one and two and three and just all that um is that a good thing i don't know some people might like taking the easy way to get to a title you know it is what it is it's it's yes it's more difficult but it means more if you if you have the the um, the competition uh, at a high level and you get to the top of the competition and you're you're you can say man look what we accomplished what what we earned uh, I think that's there's something to be said for that so we'll uh, we'll talk with Northside football coach John Simmons head head coach uh, for the Vikings there coming up as we used to do on first and ten the Vikings do 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 do. That's what, because uh, I, you know, I'm just I, I'm my own uh, sound effects machine. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, you crack me up because I I have a hard time reading you sometimes. Like, I can't tell if you think I'm funny or if you just think I'm weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're weird. Um, I'm a dad. To, yeah, I got I got, I got, got a lot of dad da- vibes. Uh, okay, you got all the dad vibes right now. <laughs> you would bring the saying up, thing like y'all are hilarious, and I'm like, 
Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Whatever's making you smile. Uh, and look, I, I do that a lot. I, I, I'm a, a jovial kind of guy. Uh, so we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll, we'll take your calls on, on all that stuff. I also want to talk maybe a little bit next hour about the Saints. And, and I, ran, I ran a story last night on the Saints uh, talking about Jameis Winston and, uh, and uh, Red, the Red Rifle um Andy Dalton uh cuz and how their relationship's going and it seems pretty good from Andy Dalton's perspective uh it's important to have two good quarterbacks on a team and i think Jameis is going to be a really good quarterback i i i think i i i real maybe i'm naive and maybe i'm blinded by the by the light but i i think Jameis has got some superior talent and if he can harness it, and and if Dennis Allen can can bring him in, and Pete Carmichael, who's now the offensive coordinator, can can take over what Sean Payton was able to do. I know that that Sean has this, you know, kind of uh, he had this guru kind of thing with with the Saints with the quarterbacks, but he also had Drew Brees. So was Drew Brees, it's, it's like the chicken or the egg. What came first? Is Drew Brees the reason Sean Payton was so good, or was Sean Payton the reason Drew Brees was so good? And Drew Brees was the one doing all the stuff, right? I mean, yeah, coaches can be geniuses or they can be crazy or not geniuses um, based on whether or not their quarterback performs at a high level. So I, I think there might be some – Maybe maybe we're overrating a little bit. I mean, Sean Payton's great, don't get me wrong, but maybe you know the players actually have to go play the game. So the coach is only as good as the players on the field for him. And I think Jameis Winston and Pete Carmichael, hopefully they're, they're bringing together this new chemistry. And obviously Dennis Allen's a defensive-minded coach. We'll see what happens. Paul, let's go to the lines. Uh, the game hotline, Paul's on the line. Paul, what's going on? Oh, man, man. Talk about it. a glorious, marvelous day, you know, being a Yankee fan. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. From what I get, you, you're not a Yankee fan, huh? I, look, you know what? I, I Here's the thing. Uh-oh. My uncle was a huge. He loved Mickey Mantle. Loved Mickey Mantle. I, you know, and look, Ron Guidry is 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 a guy I love talking to. I've talked to him a numerous numerous amounts of times. But growing up, man, I there was no there was nobody in my house or around me that were Yankee fans. So I did not I did not get that Yankee vibe. And, and uh, I I most of the time I'm pulling for the Cubs. The Cubs were my team. I could watch them on TV. Uh, like I was telling Michael Schwab earlier, uh, I, I, there were only three teams on TV when I was when I was growing up. So I I'm not I'm not really a huge Yankees fan. I, I I'm I'm in I'm I'm kind of enamored with the Yankees only because you know they're they're the Yankees man so you get you, exactly. you, you the Yankees exactly you, you said right we the Yankees right but that also they, pisses me off a little bit because they're the Yankees it's like it's like uh, you know everybody hates the Cowboys too you love Cowboys. the Cowboys or you hate the Cowboys, right? It's just kind of the same the, thing. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> well, we, we, we're on the same page with that, then. We're on the same page with that because, uh, you know, I'm a huge Saints fan, grew up my whole life pulling for the Saints. So, But it, so, what so was your point? I'm sorry. So we've got to pick this baseball thing. We've got to pick this baseball thing about the team. You know, I don't hate the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs, I mean, right. we're going to feel history, but we are the Yankees. 
Let me help you out here. Okay. You said, you said the three teams that was playing on your TV when you was young growing up. Correct. I have to I have to dispute that because ain't now one of them sorry teams is going to be on TV before the Yankees. That's <laughs> with technology back but, then. No, uh, no, 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 no. And that's when we got our pet peeve back then. You know, There's no way, no way. Well, no, so like I'm, I'm talking about on a on a daily basis because they had TBS, the TBS Superstation would play all the Braves games. And then WGN, WGN would play all the Cubs games. And uh, there was a station out of New Orleans, uh, WNOL, would play uh, Astros baseball. And they used to have a song, Astros baseball, who says it's only a game. You know, they, so, that, yeah, they had that. Um so that that's need, those are the three major. You need like, to sue your cable provider. You need to sue your cable <laughs> provider. I'm being honest. They got well, them on. Now the now you can find everything, man. I, now my son. Yeah, that's my, the problem I'm having. That's how we get like the Kevin Foot brain waves, radio waves, brainwashing people, putting everybody on TV. You yeah. know, I mean, it, 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 it's influencing this young generation and everybody to hate the Yankees and like other teams. I, I actually don't like that. Because I, when I came up, everything was the Yankees on TV. When you collected cards, you got more Yankee cards than any cards. Can, you know what I mean? Can I tell you the Yank- the effect the Yankees had on me? I, now I can't look at any other team with pinstripes and say, that looks good. Oh, man, I, I'm so glad you said it. I've been saying it for years. But well, the, Not everybody look good in pinstripes. No, Yankees be, well, look, a, and, and look. Look, I, I, I a lot of a lot of teams do pinstripes, but it's really hard. I, 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 I just I think it, when it comes to the big leagues, I mean, man, it's hard to, to look at a pinstripe in in like a a black or or a a, a red, you know, silly, like right. the Met, right? Even right. our idea. Let but, me help you out here. Have okay. you heard of the these guys? They call him the gavel, Aaron Judge, Mr. MVP. Yeah. Hey, don't you know they have a man that owns his own island that plays for the Yankees? It's called Staten Island. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. used to call the Yankees strikeout Yankees. They call us home run Yankees. Because every time you look at it, we're hitting at least six out the ballpark. You know what I mean? See what we did to the Cubs. Well, but, we look, got the look, Astros I, coming up. We're going to sweep them. I'm saying it right now already. We're going to sweep the right, Astros. Look, the cheaters. Here's, the, here's the thing, though. I could hit a home run out of Yankee Stadium. Really? Now you're doing the Kevin Foot stuff now? Huh? I, no, I'm serious. Really? I, I took a little BP at, like at, at, at Alec Box Stadium, hit the ball 330. It's only 315 down the line. Down the line, I would have been a, I would have been a home run at Yankee Stadium. Me and Babe Ruth would have circled the uh, circled the, uh, the the bases together. There we go. There we go with the Yankee. Let me ask you a question: Who's the best baseball player ever? Well, that's Babe Ruth. Thank you. Who he played for? Boston Red Sox. No, 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 no. He didn't play for the top. We, he was yes, a he nobody did. over there. Yes, we he did. We made him into a Hall of Fame. He was a nobody over there. You I see, did. people say we buy players. Let me help you out here. <laughs> Not that we buy players. Players want to play for us. They want to play for a great team, no matter what. They want to be a winner. That's so right. So we just pay them their worth, and they bring us championships. I understand. That's all it is. We don't pay players and buy championships. We're not the Cowgirls. You want to play it for us, and then we make you famous. Let, then we bring you championships, and we make you a Hall of Famer. That's what's so great about being a Yankee. I and let me tell you something. We're going to win this 28. supposed to be 29, but the Astros um, cheated us. So this 28 championship, we're going to win. Oh. You heard of that, that song called We the Champions and all that? We're going to remake that. 
Well, Instead of saying we are the champions, going to be saying we are the Yankees. Uh, well, Paul, I I love I, lo- I love this the passion. I I I just never was a Yankees <laughs> fan. I it's all good. I'm gonna make, I, I, make you one. You're gonna make me one. I, I doubt it. Yeah, because you and a few of them. That's that, that's part of this. Why Kevin Foot going? I can unspeak the brainwashing he did to everybody. I, I, I gotta <laughs> be honest though. I see. I like I like I like Roger Clemens, but I only like Roger Clemens Ooh. when he played for the Red Sox. So I, like when he went, he he was steroided yeah, up when he yeah, was at the Yankees. Yeah, that's why. That's why he threw. That's why he threw the bat at that guy. Alone right now, we're not clicking. <laughs> we're really not clicking today. Uh, I thought we hit it. We was hitting it, but it's, uh, a, it's okay. I understand. Talking so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you Paul, know, Paul, I'm gonna leave you with that uh, one, and uh, I'm gonna finish listening because you, you you trying to you trying to bring me down. I ain't letting that happen with the ugly stuff. You have a blast. <laughs> hey, thank you, Paul, for the call. Appreciate it, and uh, uh, go socks. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back on uh, footnotes here. 1037 The Game Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Before we get going here, I'm George Faust, obviously, in for Kevin. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the game birthday bash. It's the game's birthday, and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey on Wednesday, June 22nd. There will be delicious wings, amazing door prizes, including station swag, which I'm still waiting for, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, and so much more. In addition, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday, June 22nd from 5 to 9 for the game's 10th birthday bash. Hannah, you going to be there? You going to be you stuck out here, uh, right here. You going to be out there? Oh, that's cool. That's good. So that, that'll be fun. I, I'm I'm think I'm planning on making an appearance. Uh, Raymond asked me to RP three said uh, come on out if you get a chance. So I hope so. I'll uh, I'll try and because uh, I I think I I usually get off the set about six thirty. So yeah, I'll, I'll have, there'll be some time to go grab some wings. Grab some wings. So coming up uh, later this hour, um, man, it's been a pretty eventful show. This, it's a it's pretty raucous. They got uh, we got we got a lot of passion in this show, a lot of passion. Talking uh, college football, heartbreaking losses. Uh, talked with the Astros. Uh, you know, Paul br- Paul brings some juice to the show with a little Yankee fandom. Um, definitely, there's some there's some excitement uh, in his voice about the Yankees. Uh, but uh, you know, hey. You got to have a passion, and I, I, it's okay to. I, I I do believe that the Yankees have the best pinstripe uniforms. I'm a big uniform guy. I, I didn't get to ask Michael Schwab about it from the uh, Juice Box about the Astros uniforms. Which one's his favorite? But uh, mine are obviously for Ash, for the Astros. It's the it's the classic ones with the with the 
you know, the the candy stripes across the bottom of the jersey and the white tops. The ones I hate the most for the Astros, the jerseys I hate the most for the Astros. Absolutely horrendous. Horrendous uniforms are the um the the they're white and they wear white pants and they got the the blue stri- blue and whatever orange stripes down the side but on the on the top of your shoulder they have the uh the the cut three colors uh the blue the whatever the white and the blue like those are so awful i hate those jerseys i hate them hate those jerseys now that that's just that's just the way uh, the way I roll, I can't stand. Like I don't know why I don't like those. I just they don't. They the Yankees have the best pinstripe jerseys. The Cubs pinstripes now those are pretty good. The Cubs can pull it off too. So um, I guess I should have. But I don't like the Cubs blue jerseys with the C on their chest uh, and the bear coming out of the C. I do like the old school ones that were the V neck with the red. And I have one of those actually, a Sandberg jersey like that um so yeah i i there's a there's a there's a ton of uh jerseys that that i i can't stand the one with the c and the bear coming out of the chest i that just doesn't look good to me it's a i guess and then the the away jerseys a lot of times away jerseys don't impress me either because they're all gray if you notice in the mlb when you're at home you wear your whites and when you're on the road you wear your gray and then they now in this day and age everybody has all kinds of different yeah, alternate jerseys and stuff like that. So some of them are cool, some of them are not. Let's go to the phone lines. The game hotline. It's three three seven seven zero six zero one one one. And Rockefeller's on the line. Rockefeller, what's up? Oh, everything is good. The Yankees have beautiful, beautiful pinstripe jerseys, but too bad that they stink. Being <laughs> the Boston Celtics, stink. Capital S P I N K, stink. I, I I get it. So so what? What's your team? Oh, that was it. That was all he wanted to say. Is that the Yankees stink? Okay, I, I'll take that. I understand. I, I mean, you, you you have your opinion. That's fine. I think that uh, they they you have to respect the early Yankees, like the the the, the Yankees that were, um, you know, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, those guys, the Murderers Row. That was they, they were unbelievable, right? There's no doubt about it. That that was that was some of the best. Uh, baseball in the history of baseball and most iconic uh, team. It it represented uh, a lot of uh, what people believe to be Americana, you know, the baseball, that, that, that history of, of baseball. And uh, definitely they're there. They were good back then. I think uh, that the, the modern day Yankees, like the Alex Rodriguez Yankees, I mean, how is it that the Astros are getting blasted for doing something that's not even considered cheating in in the realm of ba- like stealing signs is not cheating in baseball. I'm I'm sorry, it's not. That's not cheating. Now, A Rod got caught with steroids. That's cheating. Roger Clemens says he didn't do it. Okay. That's cheating. Banging on a trash can because there's a curveball coming, that's not cheating in my book. I, I, it's not. I, I don't think that's I think that's, that's sportsmanship. That's, that's gamesmanship. 
That's creating an edge for your team within the realm of the game. So uh, to me, that's that's the way I feel about that. I, 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 I ever since the dawn of time, baseball. You get to second base. You're on second base. You're looking down. You can see the the catcher flashes a one. You call out your batter's first name. So if I'm if Hannah's at bat and I'm on second base and I see the catcher flash a one to the pitcher, I'm yelling out Hannah. Come on, Hannah, give me give me a base hit, Hannah, Hannah. So Hannah knows she's at the plate. Hannah, first name, okay, that means it's a fastball. We have that. That's that's gamesmanship. That's gamesmanship to me. All right, Martin, what you got for us back on the game hotline? What's up? Hey, hey buddy. Uh, so I, I but uh, my little I heard uh, my little buddy Paul called in, and uh, I got I got I got to thank you for for for. Uh, uh, when he asked you who the Bay played for, he, he played for the Red Sox because he was a Red Sox before. Um, he was a, a, a stanky, like I call the Yankees, because I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, man, and and it's my it's my hate for the Yankees is the reason why I'm a Red Sox fan. But um, but yeah, uh, don't don't let Paul try to trick you in and, and and be a Yankees fan, and you can just say it. The Cubs look a lot better. In the pinstripes because they wore the pinstripes first. Paul tries to say that the Yankees wore the um, the pinstripes first, but uh, actually, in ni- I think it was 1907 that the the Cubs started bringing in the um, the pinstripes. So, um, uh, and then of course, being the copycats that the Yankees are, that they they copied off the Cubs and started wearing the pinstripes. You know, yeah. but uh, but yeah. But but yeah, man, Paul Paul's a little tricky guy. But uh, that's all right. I I, uh, I, I can hang. I, I can hold my own. That's <laughs> okay. He's, he can be a Yankees but, fan. I don't but, mind, but, I don't but, mind talking about it and being passionate about it. I just I just think it, it's funny because you 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 know you'll turn away if it's your team. And and you'll let it pass if it's your team. So a Rod getting busted for steroids a couple of times, that's okay. But you know, doing something right. that doing something that's not illegal in the in the in the sportsmanship and gamesmanship of, ship of baseball, which is stealing signs, uh, is is not okay. Uh, and and they, they get reprimanded for that. And I mean, the Yankees won a World Series with a Rod on, on hooped up on steroids. I mean, so right, but, I, to, but, me, to me, it's it, it's you have to understand the the the, the time we're in the, with regards to in the early '90s. That you know, it's Major League Baseball's fault too. You know, they they let they let the game get away from them and with the strike, and then they had to do something to draw people back. So they the commissioners looked the other commissioner looked the other way while they they powered up their batters and, and juiced the ball. And uh, exactly. among other things, and and so that's that's how they got it back. So you can't. I, I now now with all that said, I think Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should both be in the Hall of Fame. There's nothing like there. The numbers are the numbers, whether they're tainted or not. That's when they played, right. and that the reason it happened is because of Major League Baseball. So all the higher than mighty 
baseball writers that believe that they, they, they you know, they've never done anything wrong in their life. It, 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 that annoys me too because the baseball writers think they're 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 like sitting at the pearly gates, you know, with the with the final judgment, and that annoys me because they're not perfect and. They were Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and those guys. They 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 were doing what was necessary to do uh, to survive in the game because of what the way Major League Baseball set up the contest. I just don't think they should be kept out of the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is a right. Hall of Famer. It, 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 there's no doubt. Barry Bonds is a Hall. Of, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he was. He blew up like a like a balloon. So I mean, it's. I, Anyway, I, whatever. I, but, but I'll go on forever. Also, uh, another one you got to say, I think it's high and past time that they put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, Absolutely. Because now, looking looking at baseball and all the sports, what's they a bet, big part of sports they now? They bet on betting. everything. They bet on everything. They get, you can bet in the game while the game's going on. You mean to tell exactly. me right now? So it's time we... Oh, I, I, I thought Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame all the time. I, I, I before all of this stuff going on with the bet. Not like put him in, man. Like the the guy is the guy is obviously one of the best players. I mean, Ty Cobb was a racist, right? I mean, that was one of his. Right. his so uh, Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame. So we're going right. to take Ty Cobb out of the Hall of Fame now. I mean, I, right. I, I just, there's just it, there. You people are flawed, and you have to be able to forgive and and, and recognize and their ta- their talents and 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 move forward. And, and so, it's just the way the way life is. I mean, but but this 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 I, I what annoys me is the the guys who vote for the Hall of Fame are the the right. holier than thou, and they sit up on their perches and they look down and they judge everybody. And I just think it's crazy. I just think that that's just bizarre. Put Barry Bonds right. in. Put Roger Clemens in. Heck, let's put Pete Rose in on the same class and 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 see what happens. That'd be fine. Right. He's gonna. Then, what's gonna happen then, is Pete Rose is gonna die, and then they're gonna go. Oh, mm-hmm. Pete Rose died. They're gonna be so a groundswell of emotion and support for Pete Rose, and and you know. He's gonna he's gonna get in posthumously, and that's what's gonna happen. Right, and 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 I understand that the Astros did cheat, you know, to win the world. But like I tell Paul, I see him almost every day with my job and everything. And like I tell Paul, I say the Yankees cheated too. But due to that, the the we all know that the league is on the Yankees' side, and they, any little evidence is gonna get pushed under the table. You know, I'm just waiting for the day that the evidence comes out, and that's gonna be a like. Kevin Foote says uh, it's going to be a glorious day, and I'm going I'm to end this with, 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 with this. But Roger Clemens looked a lot better in a, in a Red Fox uniform than he did in a, in a Yankees uniform. So, But, yeah, I just wanted to, to talk, which I enjoyed All our right. comments. Thanks for taking my, my call, right. man, and go Red Sox, man. <laughs> All right, Martin, thanks for the time. Uh, okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some high school football. We'll change gears a little bit. That's uh, y'all got me excited and heated. I, I, you know, that's good. That makes for good radio. But uh, you know, I just it's it's sometimes it, I get uh, I get frustrated with with the way some uh, some some people are. Anyway, all right, the game one zero three seven Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We're back on Footnotes. George in for Kevin. Don't go away. 
Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back into the show, George Faust. And for Kevin here, as uh, we roll along on this Tuesday, June 14th. And uh, let's tell you a little bit about this. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com can help with your date night. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. We want you want to help you take your lady out for some delicious seafood, but you can only do that uh, when you win that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. All right. Let's talk some high school football as uh, we kind of roll things on here. And uh, let's bring on the Northside High School Viking uh, head football coach, Coach John Simmons. And, Coach, thanks for some time this morning. I know you're busy, so we'll uh, we'll chat a little and get you back to what you were doing. Uh, appreciate it. How you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, George. Man, I appreciate you having me. So, so let's talk a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing right now. I guess uh, summer workouts are, are kind of in the phase. How is that? How is that working out right now? Are you guys? Is that the phase y'all are in? Yes, sir. Actually, we actually we have seven on seven right now. Uh, doing a little seven on seven competition right now. Uh, we've been, you know, we're in summer workouts. We started summer workouts last week, man. Turnouts been been pretty decent. I mean, we always can have more, and more is always a good thing. <laughs> but with the kids that we've been uh, we've been having out there, man, especially the kids uh, the night graders that's coming in, man, we've been really, really, really excited. They've been really turned up. They've been really working hard. Uh, we've been trying to kill them before the heat actually starts get get started. But hey, man, the, <laughs> the weather man's not letting up on us right now, man. So guess what? We're gonna be at seven o'clock. It's hot, man. These kids understand that, so they grind. They've been grinding, and I love what we I love what we have right now. I love what we're seeing right now. The energy is amazing. Yeah, you've been around around this for a long time. Uh, when you look at uh, what you have now, and, and, and are they are they as dedicated as you've seen in the past? Is that is that something that you're kind of seeing uh, hold steady with regards to the dedication to the to to making making uh, the Vikings the the best they can be? It's increasing, actually. It's increasing because actually, you know, for for what we're seeing right now, our kids want to win. Our kids want to be good. They want to be great. They wake up every morning. They get they on time. We said we, 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 we're pretty strict on them on time. So 7 o'clock, we start practice. And at 7 o'clock, there's no excuse. We blow the whistle. We're on practice. So 99% of them have been there, and that's, and that's great. And that's what we need because now we understand that as coaches, we got kids that want to play. We got kids. You want to be there, and it's early in the morning. So kids do not like waking up early in the morning. Also, coaches don't like waking up early <laughs> in the morning. You know, we, it's just, that's just the way it is. But we're here working, and we love to work. So the kids are, are following the coaches. The coaches are following the kids. Everybody's on the same point, man. It looks good, man. I, I'm excited. So, tell me a little bit about your team. Uh, who, who's coming back? Uh, what do you have returning? What are, what are your What are your strong suits? And uh, uh, what, what are you excited about, Coach? Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about our offense because last year we kind of struggled on offense a little bit, man, and we picked it up towards the end, towards the end of the season, which we don't want it to be that way. We want to be. We want to start week ten at week one. So, um, quarterback, our second-string quarterback, who actually got a lot of time, he split time with the starter last year, he'll be back. 
Uh, we have a couple starting receivers that's going to be back. A couple guys that have been playing both ways. A couple DBs. Uh, middle linebacker is going to be coming back. So we're returning about maybe about, didn't even count, about 10 starters on both sides of the ball. With a little bit of experience and some guys that actually backed them up. I've lost, you know, I've lost linemen, but all those linemen that I'm coming that's coming back that were sophomores last year. We got a lot of work. So, yeah, we we're excited about seeing that. We're excited about some of these younger guys last year that that had a chance to play spottingly uh, to see them perform. Now, you right. know, and, and they've been doing good. They're getting quicker, faster, stronger. We're doing everything we're supposed to be doing in the weight room. And we are, we are, we are pumped, man. <laughs> coach, uh, uh, talking with John Simmons, he's the head coach at uh, Northside. Uh, the Vikings uh, obviously play in one of the uh, most competitive districts in all of the state. Uh, and and what is it like to be be in that district? It's it's the SEC West of, uh, <laughs> of high school football, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's tough, man. It, it's tough. Look, let me tell you, it's it's um. But the thing about it is, and like I tell my guys. We make it to the playoffs. We're playoff ready, yeah. Because you don't get a you don't get a downtime in, in our district. There's no down game. There's no week off. There's no there's no holiday. There's no nothing. Every team in the district is strong. Every team has seen playoff time. Every, every and then you have multiple state champions in in, in within our district. Mm-hmm. So the competition is is <laughs> it's probably the best in the state of Louisiana. So it, and I tell our kids, we grind, we grind, and, and we keep grinding. We'll be one of those teams. And all you have to be one of those teams make it to the playoffs, you will be game ready, man. You will be playoff ready. You'll be playoff ready. And I and I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited because I know I know the competition. We lose Karen Crow, uh, they go up a class, but then we gain LCA. So I mean, there's no drop off in that. Right. So that and and and, and I love it. I love the competition. I do love it. it, it it's a it's a plus for our kids. Absolutely. So, a couple, two two couple of uh, big questions. Obviously, you've added a, a member to your staff, a guy who knows a little bit some about uh, Viking football, uh, and that Jacardi Carter had had a very successful run at LCA. Uh, led him to help help them to two state championships as an assistant and two as a head coach. Uh, can you talk about uh, adding Jacardi and, and what what? What uh, led to that, and how? Uh, what's he going to do, and how is he going to uh, affect the team? Well, I mean, I've been after Jacardi for a while because not only have I coached him, but I coached with him, I coached against him. So I've been after him for a while. I mean, he's, he's he he is a Northside guy. Mm-hmm. He loves Northside. He loves Northside, and that's what that's the energy we need to bring to our team, to our community. We need more Vikings to come within Viking land again because these guys. Were great players for us. Also added Malcolm Blaze, oh, Jacardi Carter as the deep, oh, as, as the oh, defense coordinator, and Malcolm Blaze as the DB coach who also played for us. And these guys, they bring energy back because they love their school. The levels of, of them loving their school, man, they come back and they're working. And they, 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 it's exciting for them to be back into those walls. Mm-hmm. Those walls are amazing, man. And, and, and like I tell you, those walls can speak and speak greatness out of what, what's been through that school. So that brings energy back to the, to the, that brings knowledge. He's a very good defensive-minded guy, man. He's a, he's a weight room guy. He comes in, he brings the knowledge that we need, especially on the defense side of the ball where we kind of struggled for a couple of years. So that's going to bring a good fit in for our kids. We made him well with the coaching staff. I've been knowing him since he was 14 years old, so I know his mission, and I know what he's about, and, his, and he's about Northside being great again. So that, that's a plus for us. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I like Jacardi a lot. I uh, had a chance to talk with him numerous times uh, throughout the year. So uh, look forward to seeing what you guys are able to do over there uh, together. Uh, talk about uh, this. <laughs> this is a, a crazy time in high school sports because of this non-select select thing. How does this affect you guys with the new the new rules of select and what what schools are select and what schools are not? Uh, does what what does what does it do to to, to the Northside Vikings? Well, my my thing is, with the luck, without 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 our district, with our district, man, we already select. Look, <laughs> we, we, this, with this district, we already select, man. So I mean, you, I mean, we've been having the, 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 the top of the top every year, all right. And and it doesn't really affect us, but I know it affects other people close around us. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a big change, and it's a big shift, and it's a big shift statewide. And it was something that was just popped up; a lot of people didn't see it coming, but. Honestly, us being selected or non-selected, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, we're going to line up and play regardless. Uh, I'm just wondering about how district's going to be, you know, because we know with playoffs, it, it means something with playoffs because when you win a district, you're automatically in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, what if that team, you know, what if that team is not select or if that team is not in our di- uh, division? I, I'm just wondering how that's going to play out. Right? And I know there's some questions that's probably going to be answered you know, within the near future. But that's the only problem I have with it. Right. Otherwise than that, I mean, we're lined up to play. I mean, we're lined up to play LCA. They've had several state championships. We're lined up to play St. Thomas Moore. They have state championships. Uh, Carolers have been good. Westgate State last year state champion. So, select. we're already select. Right. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and like I said, we, we were already. We just got to compete. And we got to have the kids to compete. And we got to have the coaches. And right now, I think that's what's happening with us. So, it doesn't matter with us. It doesn't matter. Gotcha. Well, Coach, I, I, I do appreciate the time. Thanks so much for taking some, and, and uh, best of luck this season. Look forward to uh, to watching the Vikings uh, in their journey to get uh, back to the postseason here uh, this season. Thanks so much for the time, Coach. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good day. You too. You too. All right, that's Coach John Simmons, Northside North uh, High School Vikings uh uh, head coach talking a little bit about uh, what's going on over there for the Vikings and uh, when we come back we'll uh, we'll kind of reassess what he said kind of interesting point there about the uh, playoffs and and uh, and the non-select selects the issue uh, we're going to kind of look back at that it just uh, it's a really good point actually Uh, what does happen if LCA wins the district they're already select and then uh uh, but Northside has a pretty good record. Do they make it in? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I'm sure it, it will be addressed too. But uh, uh, we'll take a break here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You're home for LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Old Tucktail. Tucktail. Noun. A former NFL coach who put his tail between his legs and went back to college where it's easier to win. Also known as Nick Saban. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foot and Footnotes. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This welcome back, Cotter. 
Um, <laughs> George Faust in for Kevin Foote here on Footnotes. Thanks so much for sticking around. We've got, what, about 30 minutes left in this Tuesday show. And uh, as we roll on, let me tell you about this. Uh, today is the day that you are going to sign up for the game Clubhouse. Not only is it free to join, but you will get the chance to enter to win tremendous free gifts like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, mouthwatering steaks cooked to perfection, tremendous sides, and so much more. You can only score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com also. So go sign up today all right cool deal good stuff there um go check it out so a lot a lot of a uh, lot of interesting stuff uh that coach uh, simmons just talked about on uh with regards to the football uh you know the high school football playoffs and our non-select select issue uh, basically saying you know yeah if you win this district championship you're automatically into the postseason right but uh, what happens if if you know their teams are select and so what happens if um you know, Northside happens to finish uh, in the top top two or whatever of that district. And, uh, man, that's a tough district. He, he mentioned the Westgate, STM, LCA, Turlings, Northside. They lost Karen Crow. Karen Crow went up to 5A. Um, but, dang, that's a, that's a, that's a brutal uh, schedule. But uh, they, they, definitely, they definitely will be playoff ready uh, just going through that brutal um, – brutal district schedule but uh so that he brought up a good point with that uh the the and and like he said he said at some point it's going to get addressed and so uh it'll probably all come 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 around uh but but definitely uh an interesting take on on how uh, statewide they'll be ready to compete uh when it comes to uh the postseason and uh he likes he likes the 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 way their offense is coming together early part ninety nine percent ninety nine percent attendance in the in your in your weight uh, program a summer weight program is pretty good too and then the addition of uh, Jacardi Carter uh, that should help out a ton as well as Jacardi uh, brings a little bit of pedigree if you will uh, with regards to his uh, his stature as a coach and and able to. Uh, and heck, he was a. From what I understand, he was a pretty good player as well. So um, had that had that opportunity to play college ball. Uh, so yeah, Jacardi on the staff, and and so Northside looking, uh, hopefully looking for uh, a po- more more uh, productive year uh, here in 2022. Best of luck to the to the Vikings. Do 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 do. There you go. All right, so let's switch t- gears uh, a little bit as. Uh, we continue to talk uh, some more uh, some more baseball, and, and and we were talking about uh, so well we were talking about MLB baseball, and, and we got on the Cajuns and all that. Uh, I mean the Yankees and, and and Astros and things of that nature. Um, but I want to talk some college baseball real quick, uh, and and just to discuss a little bit about what. Uh, what's going on? Obviously, the College World Series gets started up this weekend, and. Uh, this this is a a mind-boggling uh stat or, or or situation 
with regards to the college World Series, uh, the college baseball World Series in in, in Omaha. Uh, and here's what here's what's transpired. There are, I was telling this to my 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 wife and my kids last night, and they were all looking at me like, what is what is he trying to say? So I'm trying to I'm going to say it as succinctly as possible because I, I wasn't really clear last night. But if you look at the College World Series, you have four SEC teams. You got Ole Miss, Arkansas, A&M, and Auburn, all in the SEC West, not just in the SEC. So what a, what a gauntlet. It's like football. It's like the SEC West is the is the standard for the nation in, in football, and it seems to be that way in baseball. And then you have Oklahoma and Texas, two schools – that are going to be in the SEC in a matter of a couple of years or maybe sooner, depending on that. No pun intended there. Uh, but so it just that it, that to me is so bizarre. And then obviously Notre Dame. The last time they were there, I think Paul Maneri was the coach of the of the of the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and that was in 02 if i remember correctly so stanford is a perennial uh team that always seems to find their way into the college world series so they they're back and so you have those teams and that's but six teams really are sec teams obviously ou uh and texas are are right now in the big 12 so they get they get the credit thus far. It's kind of like when Coastal Carolina won the national championship a few years back. They were in like I don't know what league they were in. The next very next year, they were in the um, they were in the uh, in the Sun Belt. So uh, the Sun Belt doesn't get the claim that they have a national championship in baseball. It didn't happen under their tenure, so that's understandable. But here's how it shakes out. So on on Friday it'll get underway. Everything gets underway. Texas A and M is going to take on Oklahoma in the uh, a, a one p.m. game, unless that's uh, Eastern time. Then it'll be twelve. So I won't give you the times, but uh, uh, well, I'll just say one p.m. and it probably is Eastern, so that'd be noon. Uh, and then Texas and Notre Dame will play at six p.m. on Friday uh, or five p.m. It's it's probably six p.m. I can't see uh, if it's Eastern or not. It doesn't say here. So, uh, But just know that uh, that's a possibility. Texas and Notre Dame, that's the second, uh, second game of the, uh, of the Friday setup. And then uh, you have in bracket, that's bracket one. So Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame, that's bracket one. And then bracket two, Stanford and Arkansas, uh, yeah, will face off against each other, and Auburn and Ole Miss will face up off against each other. That one will be on ESPN two Saturday, June eighteenth, and uh, Stanford and Arkansas will be Saturday, June eighteenth at one on ESPN. So uh, that's the setup, and then it's a double elimination tournament, and then when you get to the championship, it's a best of three. So um, I actually don't have a problem with that. That that's set up the way that works um that i i'm totally okay with that uh i don't like the first round double elimination second round uh first round single elimination second round double that makes no sense so uh that's uh that's what we got so we got paul back on the line paul what's up go ahead on the game hotline how you doing right all right i i figured you was curious george because 
Let me show you something here that dispute you did. First of all, the meaning, the word stealing, the meaning means what? It's wrong, right? You broke the law. There's a there's a law against stealing. Okay? Okay. The Astro stole sign. They cheated. <laughs> they cheated my Yankees. Let me show you something here. Because it's not who they cheat. You know, they cheated all these teams. Nobody said nothing. The minute they cheated the great empire, the Yankees, we made them famous. <laughs> See what I'm saying? They cheated us. They got famous. But who was them before they cheated us? Okay. Now, let me be out there. Now, you want to bring up steroids. Really, dude? Really? You, you, look, we, it was legal when they did steroids. It was legal. Everybody was doing it. It was great for baseball. It? So we broke legal. no law. We didn't steroids cheat. is not legal. That's it was not, legal. That's it, not, nobody got in trouble until way later, thanks to old Jose Canseco. That, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's not legal. That doesn't make it legal. Raiders and everything back to baseball. What's that? Right? I didn't hear you. It was was embraced. Baseball embraced it. That they did. But for years, baseball has embraced uh, stealing signals, too. It's just been uh, they they don't have TVs and radios uh, back in the – all they had was some guy in a room going – Click like like with a with a a, a board and a and a hammer and say oh there's a, a gun uh, uh, shot they, they to left field. the wrong team. What's they cheated the wrong team. And for my buddy Martin, Yankees have never cheated. Now what you know is what you can prove. Where's the proof against the Yankees cheating? All we know is we don't buy players. We win championships. We don't buy championships. We win championships. I, I'm, we not, I, I'm not worried if you buy players. That's legal. That's all part of the system. That's the way it wants to. If you if you guys are fine uh, with paying a, a luxury them, tax, right? that, that's Can't fun. beat them, join them. Can't beat the Yankees so you join them because nobody want to be on a loser team. Everybody <laughs> want to be a winner. So they come to the winner, I, the Yankees. Look, but, but here's what I'm saying. It's part of the game. Like steroids is is that's something that's going to harm you, going to going to put you, uh, you know that 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 will that will put you in a in a medical uh, situation. I agree, but baseball embraced it. But it's still illegal. It that doesn't. That, that, so it wasn't cheating. It wasn't cheating at that time when they was making money off the Barry Bonds and everybody taking it. It was okay for baseball. Now after baseball made all what they wanted. Then and Jose can take or want to go snitch and write a book and everything. Then the baseball like, oh, hold up! Like I, I was going back to being wrong. But at that little small juncture, I, I think okay. people blew over, uh, have overblown the fact that the Astros were doing what probably every other team in the league was doing. They just didn't get. But caught. the Yankees, there's no proof the Yankees stealing signs or cheating. Every team steals signs, whether it's – I don't care if they the use a TV the or if they – every. I learned that I, – I, I never played professional baseball, but I can guarantee you when I was 13 years old playing in Babe Ruth uh, League baseball that we had a system. The, the guy on second base would yell your first name if it was a fastball, and he'd yell your last name if it was a, cur- a breaking ball. And so hey, we'll that's, stealing, that's stealing signs. The coach would we'll do the same know. thing if the catcher left his legs open too wide while he was flashing the two to throw the curveball. Coach would yell out, Faust, Faust, not, get a base hit, you know Faust. You I, it's not what you know, George, is what you can prove. 
And there's no proof of That's, the Yankees cheating, but there's proof of the Astros. How, how is there no proof of the Yankees cheating? A-Rod admitted to using steroids. That's proof. It was okay at the time. Now, that it dude was named Big O. What was his name that got, got caught in the – played for the Red Sox? And now he's in the Hall of Fame. David really? Ortiz. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, my point. We, we, we don't, so, I, we, we I don't, don't think talk A-Rod should not be in the Hall of Fame. I think A-Rod, uh, he'll, he'll get in the Hall of Fame. He'll get in. You know, I, yeah, but if I'm he gets saying, in and Barry Bonds and Roger Barry Clemens Bonds definitely need to be in. Out for you Sarah, was okay. Then that old no good dude play for the ugly Sox. He don't deserve to be in it because he was good with the media. Same as the people. No, I, I, what y'all look, saying. I don't. So I, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. So, so uh-huh. should Roger Clemens. Barry Bonds and, and Roger Clemens both need to be in the Hall of Fame. I, 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 I don't think there's. I, I, I'm, I'm saying it's people do things wrong. I mean, but stealing signs is not as bad as using steroids. It's stealing wrong in Drug, life. Using, wrong. using illegal drugs you go to, to, jail, to, to buff up your stealing. system is worse than stealing a sign in a baseball game. <laughs> it's not about it's not it's not about how much and what's more wrong than the other. Wrong is wrong. Period. And they broke the law. They stole. I believe they should have got a worse punishment, ten times worse than what the Saints been through for what they done. Well, that's just how I, I, I strongly believe it. They got and I got a it. problem with that too because that's part of the game too. The bounty gate crap was a joke. That was a, hey, it, that, was, it, was, it was it was a lie. We never got caught for doing anything wrong. No, you know what well, I mean? and and you can't you can't punish one team if every but team Tom does Brady it. Can cheat though, huh? Tom Brady can cheat. It's well, okay for Tom Brady to cheat. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave you with this, George. And I hope you all know more so we're going to finish this stuff here. Because for Rockefeller Ronnie, he just mad because my tall heels retired um, that old Coach K dude from Duke. And uh, Morton, I'm going to see him soon in a few more hours, and I'm going to get on him at his job. So you have a great one. Go Yankees. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate it. That's, uh, look, I, I still don't believe – I mean, you can, you can say it all you want. It, was le- it, was, it wasn't legal. Anabolic steroids was not legal. I mean, that's not that's that. There's a reason why it was kept quiet and nobody talked about it because it was wrong. It was illegal. It's not you don't you don't that. So just because the word stealing is uh, picked up signals, how about that? The Astros all they did was pick up signals, which is part of baseball. It's been part of baseball for years. Sliding hard into second base and and clipping the shortstop with your spike on accident. Not I'm not saying go Ty Cobb and, and stab him in the leg and try and kill him. I'm saying a hard slide into second base is acceptable. If you get spiked, occupational hazard. That's That's what that is. That, <laughs> it's it's part of the game. That's that that that's stealing, picking off signs is part of the game. Now, using a TV was smart. It wasn't illegal. It was smart. They just got. They should have hid the TV a little further away, not in the not right behind the dugout. But picking up signs is not illegal. That 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 is part of the game. That's taught at a very young age to be able to, uh, you know, a system of hey, 
you know, give yourself an advantage and try and you're trying to the pitcher's at an advantage. He knows what he's gonna throw. You have no clue what's coming. You gotta guess. Oh two, I'm guessing he's gonna throw a curveball or a breaking ball. Eh, but then he throws like like in uh in, in Field of Dreams. Hey, you're you're down one oh two, whatever. What do you think he's gonna throw? Oh, it's gonna be low and outside. That's right, low and outside. But look out for in your ear. You never know. The pitcher has the distinct advantage. So if you're trying to, as a batter, get an advantage, and you're try, you you can do that by, hey, my my guy on second base sees the sign, he's going to call my. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's part of the game. That's part of the game. Anyway, all right, we got to take a break. We're running over. Sorry about that, Hannah. She's flipping flipping the the the, the speed sign to me. All right, we'll be back. This footnotes. I'm George. You can call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. Just know this. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into the show. We wrap this up. Uh, what an eventful show. I got, I, I dude, I got more uh, heated in that show than I have in a long time with her. Not heated, just say it's a good conversation. It's enjoyable, and uh, I appreciate all the phone calls. And and I'll, uh, you know, that's what makes sports great. So um, yeah, and they, I'm looking at this thing about the College World Series, and uh, they have these all these monikers of like Ole, Ole Miss. They, their moniker for Omaha is. Omaha, O L E, Maha. And then they have like uh, uh, Omaha Hogs, like Arkansas, Golden Domaha, Notre Dame. That's pretty funny. Uh, Omaha Horns for Texas. Yeah, it's, it's some, some, cool, uh, some cool little. Uh, for LSU, they had uh, Omaha, E A U X. M A H A. So that's that's pretty cool. There's a that's a I tweeted that out. It's at George Faust ten. If y'all want to go check that out. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for today's show. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. This is Footnotes. I'm George, and as my dad always used to tell me, remember you represent your family. Have a great one, everybody. <laughs>